Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plumescast. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasm of Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Alright, so before I get started in here today, first off, I want to give you a little bit of a pre-announcement that this will probably be a shorter podcast. I only have about, like, 50 minutes to record this before I have to go pick up the Fox Wife. But... I also want to say, happy April Fool's Day, everybody. Hopefully you didn't get tricked around as much as I did, because I'm not going to lie. There were like three posts that made me be like, hmm, is that true? And I had to fucking double check some things. One was about, you know, Toho Fumos being available at round one, which if you don't know what they are, they're basically these expensive as hell plushies that look like the characters. If you have even noticed anything about Toho, Toho Fumo culture is a whole thing in itself. People will post pictures of these fucking, you know, plushies all around the place. And honestly, I kind of wanted to do that. But these plushies run for like over $100, $200 a pop. Especially if you want a good one. So the fact that somebody made like a post about that for round one, I was like, oh. I'll show up with $10. I'll win in 10 attempts. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that one got me because I looked onto the account and it was just some bullshit. I'm like, God, fuck. And then the second thing that got me was somebody made a bullshit Arknights account, which is one of the gotcha games that I play. And it's like, oh, yeah, Arknights and Dead by Daylight are collabing. And they even tagged Dead by Daylight. I'm like, huh. That sounds official. They even had, like, promo art for for it and everything. I was like, huh, that's really neat. And I look into it, and I'm like, you fuck. The last one made me laugh, though. This one didn't really fool me as much. More like, oh, no. But somebody had made a post for Puyo Puyo Tetris. Like, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. And they're like, hey, we have, you know, Revision 1.4 coming out. Uh, It's going to feature balance updates, some new characters, you know, a couple of other big things, better net play and all that stuff. And everybody was super excited for it. And then the official Tetris account retweeted it. And I was just like, oh, no, somebody's going to get in trouble. And, like, even the account was just like, oh, no. (laughs) So it definitely, excuse me. Has been an exciting April Fool's Day for me. Honestly, outside of that, today has been a lot of fun. You know, I've been able to hang out with some people that I don't really get a chance to hang out with too, too often. I got a lot of cleaning done. I had to lie to the fox wife. I was like, oh yeah, no, I picked up Pokemon cards and I've been playing PSO2 all day. Instead of being up front with her and being like, yeah, no, I cleaned the car. Uh, I've got the refrigerator cleaned out i've got the dishes done i've got a room cleaned up like i i think she's starting to figure out that if i say anything about fantasy star online 2 there's at least a 25 percent chance of that being correct and i might have to start interjecting some pso2 play into this and be like oh yeah no i told you i was playing pso2 what do you mean (laughs) hi baby i love you (laughs) but anyway to kind of get the ball rolling in here uh, today's episode, I'm actually really excited to talk to y'all about, because is building off of a blog post I wrote. Now, mind you, I know some of you don't know that I've written a blog, or started a blog as of March 20th. It's still a new developing thing, and I'm still figuring out what kind of voice I wanted to have, but I am really proud of this post that I wrote up about the 3CX supply chain attack. 
And you can find it over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL again is phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. It's going to be right up at the top for you because it's the most recent thing I've written at the time of this recording. But I, I'm really excited about this one because now it's been a couple of days and I can do a little bit of a follow-up on what the fuck is going on, right? And I genuinely, I don't understand how a company can continue to fuck up as badly as it's doing than 3CX, okay? Now, there's a lot to read into this, and at first, I want to explain why they fucked up to the level that they have. But first, you know, let's start off by explaining what happened, all right? So, in a supply chain attack, this is a big cybersecurity term, so it sounds like if you've done any logistic work, this probably sounds familiar in the way this concept is handled. So when you're doing app development, you have what's known as an app repository. What an app repository is, is basically where you keep all your app's information off on a server somewhere, you know, or a website. In this case, it was their, I think it was their Git, G-I-T repository, okay? And what had happened was threat actors who they've yet to identify, I don't want to name anybody just because some of it is fear-filled, and honestly, the world's already fucked up enough as is. They have a pretty good lead thinking it's going back to a certain country with a certain kind of ruler who's known for being really fucking weird and eating mac and cheese. That's all, and being friends with Dennis Rodman. That's all I'm going to give you. If you can't figure it out from there, you're on your own. (laughs) But anyway, these threat actors injected malicious registry editing code to essentially beacon back to retrieve what they had as their payload. Now, when I'm ex- or when I'm saying all this, what that means is they got into essentially where the app lives and all the data that houses and put code out into it so that way when the app updated to the newest version, it looked completely clean, but it contained a set of code that would harvest system info, including stored credentials from Chrome, Edge, Brave, just like really any user profiles that you have on there. Firefox was one. Then attempt to connect back to like one of 20 plus domains that they controlled to deliver that stolen information and keep a connection up and going. Now, mind you, here's the fun part about all this. This, first off, is a massive fucking flaw that 3CX's program should not have had the reach to do. But you know, what's really interesting about all this is that there were multiple antivirus systems already detecting that something wasn't right as of Monday when people first started receiving the app update. Alright, because here's the thing. 3CX is a voice over IP provider. What that means is basically you can use your computer or Ethernet connected phone to call out similar to using a landline. Okay? And... What they have done is they've completely advertised themselves as the next step in, you know, telephony. That's the word I'm looking for. Because you don't have to manage what's known as a 66 block to punch down different lines to get, you know, 
ether or to get um was the analog lines i think that's not 100 percent right i'm going way too deep into my own head right now trying to think of everything i needed to say and really i should have written this down but essentially you wouldn't have to worry about the bullshit of standard phones like you wouldn't have to worry about landlines or anything like that all of it's managed off a server somewhere and 3cx can provide you that server and host your phone data for you and let you interact with it from the comfort of your computer. You know, you didn't have to call someone out to do telephony work. So 3CX has really grown as a phone provider because it's got people like Coca-Cola. It's got people like hotels. I can't remember all of them. But like hotels, uh, schools, a bunch of places use 3CX. Hell, even my old company and my current company use 3CX. You know, we were recently transitioning it to it a couple of years ago when I left that. We use it here. So, obviously, I'm a little more heated about this than I probably should be as someone looking in on the outside would be. But I'm just sitting here. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I didn't know about all this starting to ring on Monday. No, 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 no. I found out er, Thursday morning that something wasn't right. When I, like, woke up, okay, I woke up and I looked, and there was an email, or not an email, a, you know, something in my Google feed that was like, oh, hey, uh, 3CX was compromised. And you know what was the weird part? I saw something the night before that it announced 3CX was compromised. But from the way it was explained, it seemed like it was only the versions that 3CX hosted, the cloud version. No, it turns out it was actually all versions of 3CX running the desktop app. Now, you're probably wondering, how does this, you know, all work, right? And basically, the web or the desktop app was built in a shitty, you know, programming language known as Electron that's not secure whatsoever. In order to run this, you need to basically maintain a constant you know, conversation back and forth with 3CX's app repository in order for the calls to work properly and all the features that you have to work properly. And guess what? There was malicious code loaded in and downloaded. Now, mind you, I am pretty good about catching this stuff early on. We have, you know, incident detection response systems ready to go. IDR systems, by the way, if you see that anywhere. But we have this shit on lock. And when that upgrade came through, it stopped 3CX on anybody that was using it on the desktop app. Okay? Which, mind you, is not a lot of people for me. Thankfully, it was more, you know, carryover from the last guy that was in my position. But all that to say... I didn't get an email from 3CX. No, I happened to see on Google the day of and the day before that, oh yeah, 3CX is kind of fucking up. This is where I start getting pissed off. So, of course, as a system admin, as a future CISO, I go into this. I just start trying to figure out what the fuck, like, when did this start? And it turns out it actually started on Monday. Monday of that week, Monday the 27th, people were already reporting that their antivirus systems, you know, the stronger ones like CrowdStrike, Sentinel-1, those kinds of things, were already reporting that, hey, uh, my 3CX desktop installation's fucking up. 
You know, your recent update has killed my app because, you know, Sentinel-1 is saying that's a vulnerability. And it's like, here's the funny part. These aren't just empty threats that, you know, Sentinel-1 was reporting like, oh, this program seems weird. No, it was specifically saying, and I quote, that there was three different threat detections. First was post-exploitation, which means it detected penetration framework or shell code. Then there was two evasion alerts for indirect command being executed and code injection to other process memory space during the target process's initialization. Now, that's all fancy words to say when the 3CX desktop app started, it won downloaded malicious code that wasn't supposed to be there and two attempted to run said code and this code was ran at the start of 3cx to break all that down into simplest terms that i can do for you so of course you know when you have people now mind you this isn't new this isn't anything new for Any type of program out there, okay? There's a lot of things baked into people's incident response, like IR plans, to basically say, all right, if the public finds out, we have to downplay this. Nobody wants to know that their information is being stolen from right underneath their noses. No, the problem, though becomes when you have support people coming back to these, you know, forums, these 3CX forums, and being like, oh, well, gosh, golly gee, maybe you should talk to your AV provider and figure out why the hell this is happening for us. And then when you are confronted about that, because as clearly there are multiple people having issues with this, you follow up with, Well, that would sound ideal. There's hundreds, if not thousands, of AV solutions out there, and we can't always reach out to them whenever an issue occurs. We use the Electron framework for our app. Perhaps they are blocking some of its functionality. As you probably understand, we have no control over their software and the decisions it makes, so it's not exactly our place to comment on it. Actually, yes, it is. All right? This... Is not new, okay? I want y'all to know that. This is not a new thing where when cyber attacks successfully occur, okay? Yes, your PR move should be to downplay as much of it as you can. But you don't fucking tell your users, oh, yo, ah, man, maybe you should reach out for us. Because let's, let's go a step further, okay? As a provider... As someone who's providing a service to somebody, especially in the cybersecurity front, okay, they have the ability to see what aspects about your app are fucking up. And as the app dev yourself, you can ask them and be like, hey, I'm getting reports about vulnerabilities across multiple AV platforms. What is going on with this? They will tell you they want to help you, especially when it's a program as big as 3CX, right? You know, if I, real quick, actually, I'm going to do something I never do on stream or on recording. I'm going to use my computer and I'm going to go into go or go onto 3CX's site. All right. Here's the funny part about all this. It advertises that has 12 million users right at the bottom of the page. 
12 million plus users every day, trusted by 600,000 plus companies. You got Mercedes-Benz, Toyota, Coca-Cola, BMW, Honda, Pizza Hut, Air France for some reason, Wilson, McDonald's, Clear Swift, I don't know who the fuck they are, but Holiday Inn Express. These are all big name people in their own right. And the problem is, let's go back a little bit. I was not informed of this as a 3CX user. I found out about this. 3CX has not yet sent an official email to anybody. No, they keep posting it on their little blog that nobody checks. That Let's be entirely fair. I, as a little system admin, still fresh to the role kind of thing, even though I've been working this shit for 10 years, all right? Mind you, this company less than two at this point, getting close to two. But anyway, that's besides the point. My boss gets 10 to 15 emails a day that are just marketing emails, all right? We get 10 to 15 more emails on top of that being responses to said marketing emails saying, hey, uh, I, uh... I didn't, I didn't hear back from you on my last marketing email. Uh, you still interested? But you know, we have emails set up specifically to alert us as far as updates, as far as rules and, you know, any major changes to the apps we provide. At least I do. And any confident system admin, confident and competent, really, system admin should have them as well because look we get a lot of bullshit in our emails but i'm not gonna sign up to your 3cx little blog for security updates because when you sign up for the 3cx blog you get updates about all things posted in there and that's stupid as fuck There is a 3CX email that they use, customers at 3CX.com, that should send or should have sent out information about this already. There is yet to been an official email from them. No, 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 no. We've had the CEO respond in the forum post, right? Signed in the forum post and just come out and be like, I don't know why we promote both. You know, both programs in referral to the desktop version that got compromised and the app they want you to use. The one that sits in Chrome and captures all your information about what fucking, um, what, like, telephone numbers are you calling? How are you reaching them? How quickly can you find them? Is the app detecting them? No, they, they're like, oh, uh, man, we don't, the fucking CEO said that. And you know what's even funnier? In all of this, partners of 3CX, people that provide 3CX, you know, features to local companies, you know, the people that do third-party 3CX hosting, okay, they come out, and as all this is blowing up Monday, Tuesday, before Bleeping Computer, the the place that I saw it makes an official report on it, before, you know, Sentinel-1 reports on it, They come out and say, 
Well, the executable is signed by the trusted vendor, and the vendor has stated multiple times that you should bring it up with the antivirus vendor. What does IT do when the business app is being flagged by antivirus, and all indications are that it's a false positive? They were telling people to whitelist the app. Now, let me explain what whitelisting is for my sweet viewers that don't know. Sweet listeners, rather. Whitelisting basically tells the antivirus program, shut up, let this app run. These people have told their antivirus that was telling them, hey, stop, stop, you know, reporting this, to run, to run the malicious code, to capture, I don't know how much profile data, and send it back to some foreign company or some foreign entity. Passwords saved to Chrome, Firefox, any kind of browser, all of a sudden just became compromised. And what's going to happen with that? Who fucking knows? But all of this, and we have still yet to receive a single email. You want to? You know what? And I'm, I'm going to continue on with the ver or the searching things on Google while recording bit. All right. I want to talk to you. All right. Here is the official security incident update from Nick Galea, the CEO of 3CX. All right. <clears throat> also, you get the fun part of me tearing this shit up. Because I've read this. I've read the entire thing. Mind you, this has not been sent to my email. So anybody who's not fucking looking at these. Anybody who has whitelisted this blindly is not aware that 3CX is actively stealing credentials. But let's read this. We regret to inform you that our company has become victim to an attack on our product and larger supply chain. Our highest priority is to be transparent in sharing details on what actions we are taking in response to this incident and what we know to date. Information is rapidly unfolding in this ongoing investigation. We want to ensure we only share validated information with an actionable or with actionable steps for you to take. We'll continue working closely with our Mandiant advisors to investigate how this incident occurred and put in place measures to prevent any reoccurrence. You know, there's already a big fucking lie in this. Our highest priority is to be transparent in sharing details. No, the fuck it's not. There should have been information released the day of. No, the funny part is, mind you, I told you at the beginning of the story, this all started on March 27th. No, they're saying it started March 29th. Woo! On Mar- this is what the CEO says, to quote, On March 29th, 3CX received reports from a third party of malicious actors exploiting a vulnerability in our product. Doesn't say what the vulnerability was. Really transparent there. We took immediate steps to investigate the incident. (laughs) Ha! Yeah, the fuck right! Retaining Mandiant, leading global cybersecurity experts. Initial investigations suggested that the incident was carried out by a highly experienced and knowledgeable hacker. It's North Korea. 
We're working closely with law enforcement and other authorities. And then it says, what is 3CX doing? What Actually, it says, what 3CX is doing? Question mark? This guy really typed this shit in the fastest thing. They didn't even spell check or like grammar check any of this. With the Mandiant by our side, we're conducting a full investigation. This includes a thorough security review of our web client and PWA app, where Mandiant engineers are validating the entire source code of our web app and Electron app for any vulnerabilities. They could tell you where the vulnerabilities were. We had list of information saying, hey, here's where... The, like, people in the like forums were doing this for them. Before they even started searching for any of this shit. We're like, hey, here's code within here that didn't exist based on the previous version. Here's what your problem is. Here's where it's reaching out to. Bleeping Computer, which, by the way, is a fantastic tech research for, a resource for anybody who's even remotely interested in cybersecurity. But they had every domain that this thing was trying to reach out to. And just been like, hey, oh, this is how it is. Now, interestingly enough, when they were trying to run their test, it didn't work all the way. So it's quite possible that they had switched this on. Monday, people were starting to get alerts about it. They whitelisted it, captured information, and then turned off all the domains. So that way, you know, they didn't leave a bigger trail of data back to them. They got what they needed. And 3CX didn't do a fucking thing. But you know what? Here's here's the funny part. Here's the funny part about all this. Okay? The funniest part is they have put a nice little section. How do I get the latest developments? 3CX is taking this opportunity to continue to strengthen our policies, practices, and technology to further protect against future attacks. For the latest development, subscribe to 3CX's RSS feed. Look, RSS feeds are fucking old as hell. They don't... Sometimes they don't even work. You know, mind you, my podcast is shared over an RSS feed. So it relies on another technology... To get this distributed. Instead of using the email that is already in place. But let's keep going. Dedicated support forum. And three free support tickets. To answer as many questions as possible. We've set up a dedicated help forum. Including three support tickets for all users. Yeah. No. You get three questions. Teehee. And then the last one. Follow us on social media. For the latest updates. Please follow us on Twitter. You know what? I even tweeted at them, okay? I tweeted a lot of things. And the funny part is, their Twitter only has 24,000 followers. Alright? This shit, absolutely. Like, as you go down and read some of these, alright? Some of their updates, only 4,000 impressions, 5,000 impressions. Here, oh god, here we go. March 30th is when they posted a secure, and they're using the same fucking image of fucking Red Bang with zeros and ones. Like, graphic design is really their passion. We want to assure you our team has been working around the clock to resolve it as quickly as possible. Visit our forum. No, they weren't. 
all the forum posts suggest to open a payment ticket where you have to or you have to go through and put whitelist things for your antivirus and exclusions into your emergent or uh fuck I, EDR I forgot what e event yeah, blah, I event detection response or something I wow I'm pulling a blank but no external threat maybe external I don't know but no everybody's just like look you know people are saying all this shit like why didn't you respond why is the update for this app still up there somebody even said so a customer reported this to you on the 22nd you decided you did not have enough information and flagged it as a false positive classic 3cx support also would you like me to sponsor you a virus scanner on your build machine this shit doesn't make any sense. All right, and again, this is not new. I understand, okay? I understand entirely that in incident response, you want to downplay any of this as much as you can. Because really when the company or when you're like everything's on fire, right? And everything's on fire. You don't want your users to know that. You want them to be. You want to be upfront and be like, "Hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z." But you don't take the response or the time to say, "Follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn." No, you get in contact with them. You have our emails for the forum site that you didn't use. This is probably going to be the next Target red card scandal. I'm calling it now. Which, if you don't remember what that was, a whole shit ton of people had their Target card stolen from them because their AV vendor, or not AV, AC vendor, heating and air, had gotten compromised. And they had saw that they had worked with Target. So they got into Target systems and stole like a day's worth of, you know, red card transactions, including credit card numbers. So there's a bunch of bullshit purchases made. This is much deeper than that. I want you guys to sit and think for a moment. And mind you, I am not, I'm not innocent to this. I have some passwords saved to Chrome. Mind you, I use a password manager, and I will gladly refer you all to some. But... Everybody that used 3CX now risk having their entire saved passwords leaked out. And you know, you hope at the end of the day, this is the scary part about all this. You hope at the end of the day that even though your account or your group got compromised, they don't figure out who you work with. Because I'm going to make the argument here that third party vendors are worth much more than their, you know, first party counterparts. You know, you don't want to get into Coca-Cola. You want to get into the bottle manufacturer that makes the Coke bottles, that reports to Coke. You don't want to get into the Mercedes-Benz. You want to get with the people that make the tires that Mercedes installs. Or you want to get with the people that create the rubber for Mercedes-Benz tires. And then... (laughs) 
you know, go from there. Because that's the thing, is when you have all these different third-party people that got attacked, that got afflicted with this, now you have access into where you were gunning for. It's terrifying. It's And the thing is, is this is still asinine to me. This could be one of the biggest cybersecurity issues. And nobody's really talking about it. Because it doesn't, right now, doesn't affect everybody. It affects a good subset of people. And I can guarantee you, 3CX is burning right now. But what blows my mind is this isn't new. This will never not be new. Because when these big things happen... Companies do the bare minimum to say, oh, yeah, no, uh, we, we've been hit. So that way, nobody can sue. Granted, I hope there's a lawsuit on this. Because they were they knew about this. They knew about it from way back when, the 27th. And then decide to say, oh, yeah, on the 30th. But, you know... What is amazing to this? I want to continue reading the CEO post. I want to read this last two sections to you. And you can tell I'm definitely starting to get pissed. More than I care to admit. If my screaming before didn't already point that out to you. This next part's titled, In appreciation of our customers and partners for your patience and support. We value our customers and partners and want to continue providing an exceptional product to all we serve. As a token of gratitude for your patience and support, we are extending customer subscriptions by three months free of charge. Partners have received an email with details on how to or on this too. The extension will be applied automatically in the coming weeks. Updates to follow. And last but not least, thank you. We've been overwhelmed by the swell of support from our partners and customers who have actively supported us on the forums with practical advice and moral support. Thank you to the countless security researchers and experts, hey, that's me, that have published information about the attack and have helped us and our customers navigate the attack. We are also truly thankful. We will continue to provide additional information as we have more to share. Yeah. You get to uh, listen to the support that everybody's been putting out there for them. You know, I, I will give credit where credit is due. The forum pages are full of fucking idiots at the end of the day, asking the same question over and over again, because nobody can read, nobody has the comprehension to even go through and figure any of this shit out. It's stupid as hell. And the people that are actually mindful of all this keep getting drowned out by the noise but you know what's the craziest part of this entire thing is if you go on to the 3cx website there's nothing there's absolutely nothing listed on the front of the page if you go to help right there's nothing listed here saying hey what about your app if i go into the forum page okay i'll give credit where credit is due supply chain Attack info and support. Right up top. Oh boy. Joy. Just absolute joy. Here's... It's not even anything. Jesus fucking Christ. That... That's bad. No to Electron. Yes. You know what? Hang on. I'm gonna do one more thing. 
let's see here. Yeah, no, this is this is actually a really good post. All right, because there's a bunch of people that are complaining about the new app that they want everybody to use. Though I really don't think, I really don't think people are a hundred percent on this. But anyway, I want to read this to you. End users simply don't like using the PWA app, as it feels like a foreign and impure object. A native, fully functional, and safe app is what end users we deal with expect. I understand that the number one priority right now is keeping all installations safe and supporting the investigation, but currently it appears to me like an endless, tenacious mantra for the PWA app. I really hope 3CX will get and listen to customer feedback on this subject, and make the right decisions based on it. Thank you, and... All the best for this very challenging situation. You know, I'll be up front with y'all, okay? And this is speaking as somebody that when I found out how much this had done, I was beyond furious. There are very few things in life that get me as angry as people disregarding others. It doesn't matter if it's at a personal level, a company level... A software level, a government level, doesn't, okay? The more and more I read into this, and of course, I will put updates and all out as y'all prefer, but the more and more I read into this, the more I just see 3CX trying to push an app that nobody wants. Because at the end of the day, oh, it's so much more secure, this can't happen to the... Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And the fact that the CEO has the gall to say, I don't know why we push the other app that hundreds of thousands of people have installed on their computers. You know? It's because... And I'll be up front. I can answer that question for him. It's because the desktop app has more functionality than their PWA app, has had more functionality, and has less issues. Except for this, apparently. For the CEO to come out and be like, I don't understand, meh, 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 shows an fucking, just idiocy. That you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. And the thing that just continues to piss me off is there's so many big cybersecurity topics I want to talk about with y'all. I want to talk the TikTok stuff with you. I don't think there's been enough information out there about it. You know, for the time being, for anybody to say anything, all right? I see it pop up every now and again on Twitter, of all things, but we all know that shit's going down fast as hell. You know, April 1st, uh, God, I could go into a whole fucking tirade about it, but basically, information and getting that out to the people that need to get it is becoming such a hard thing to do, and companies love that. Government loves that because they don't want people asking questions they don't want people trying to figure out what's going on they just want to make sure you continue your subscription at the end of the day we are all just numbers to these companies these companies despite what their brand accounts on twitter may say they're not our friends they don't care about us they don't give a shit if all of our personal information got leaked the thing that scares me the most 
is some people have saved a fuck ton of data to Chrome to Firefox, assuming it was safe. And to most degrees, it kind of is. I would make the argument. You know, the only way you can get into that data is if you're at the local computer, somehow get access to the computer and copy a dot profile configuration. Some of it's safe. Sure, I guess. It's better than writing it down. But you know, now, even as time progresses onward, I'm starting to doubt that. Just considering how much information is so freely available out on the internet because you so willingly put it out there. That maybe having written passwords is the smart thing to do. Because if somebody hacked my computer, they can't go to my dot .profile and capture that information if I never saved it to the computer in the first place. That's fucking terrifying to me. Ten years ago, not even ten years ago, like five years ago when I was still in college... As I was graduating college, you know what the number one thing for passwords being stolen was? Having it written down and somebody walking into the office, taking a photo of it, and using it maliciously. That was five years ago. And the thing is, technology continues to evolve in such a way that the people in charge of making all these decisions don't know what the fuck is going on because they were never taught about it. They never had to learn it. And again... You look at 3CX, this should be a government-wide thing, you know, or a national thing. This is a lot of big-name companies with a lot of money and a lot of people working underneath them. And this isn't an app that's only installed on a few people. I guarantee you, just talking from previous experience myself, that... 3CX is probably installed on every single person's machine. Because it's a way to get in contact with them if they don't have an IP phone, if they don't have the app on their phone itself. I've had to have the conversation with my boss about 3CX installs because after this shit, yeah, no, I made sure nothing. Like, when I found out about this, I sat at my computer, I ran Wireshark to make sure nothing was, you know, sending out like it shouldn't have been. I made sure nothing was coming up on our IDR systems. They only did when the update finally, you know, picked up. And that stopped anything it tried. I did what I needed to, and I alerted the people that were afflicted. I didn't send out a company-wide email. Like, here's the thing. In incident response, the very first thing you do is you let the people afflicted know. Because if they don't know, that data leak continues to happen. Just like this, this data leak is continuing to happen. Not everybody is smart enough to go to a website. And on the website itself, there's nothing there to say, Hey, massive cybersecurity attack. They don't want you to know that because they want you to keep paying your subscription. And that's nothing new. If Google got popped, we wouldn't know. We'd find a couple of things here and there. The TikTok ban, that really is a ban on everything that's outside the U.S.? Very few people know about it. People are like, oh, it's just TikTok. It's not. Look, incident response plans, by nature, I'm telling you this as somebody who's written multiple of them by nature, are downplay as much as you can because you don't want to terrify the masses. You don't want to throw gas into the spark. 
and watch it ignite. You want to play it down and pray that nobody tells anybody what's actually going on. Because once that fire starts, it's hard to put out. And right now, 3CX is on fire. 3CX isn't blazing in an inferno. Like, hang on. Let's, uh, one more time, before I end things out, I'm going to do one more Google search for y'all. We're going to do, we're just going to do 3CX. And first thing is the website, Teehee. And then latest from 3CX.com. Yeah, they have the latest security incident updates. Nice. Top stories. 3CX knew the app was flagged as malicious, but took no action for seven days. Yeah, I wrote the exact same thing. Thanks, Ars Technica. I wonder if they stole my blog. That'd be funny if they did. Uh, Let's see here. 12 million, blah, 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 blah. Is anyone defaulting to trust? Yep. Huh. Dan Goon is a security editor. Maybe I should go into security writing, honestly. But anyway, you know... You scroll down here, the Hacker News, 3CX's YouTube page, 3CX's Facebook, their Twitter. Oh, interesting. There's an update, chat. 10-year-old Windows bug with opt-in fix exploited in 3CX attack. This is fascinating. Let's read this real quick, and then we'll end things off, because I want y'all to have something to think about while I think about this, too. A 10-year-old, and this is on Bleeping Computer, by the way, a 10-year-old Windows vulnerability is still being exploited in attacks to make it appear that executables are legitimately signed, with the fix from Microsoft still opt-in after all these years. Even worse, the fix is removed after upgrading to Windows 10, or Windows 11. On Wednesday night, news broke that voice-over IP communication company 3CX was compromised to distribute Trojanized versions of its Windows desktop application in a large-scale supply chain attack. As part of the supply chain attack, two DLLs, which are what those codes are sitting in, by the way, uh, used by the Windows desktop application were replaced with malicious versions that downloaded additional malware to computers, such as an information-stealing Trojan. One of these malicious DLLs used in the attack is a usually legitimate DLL signed by Microsoft named D3DCompiler-47.dll. However, the threat actors modified the DLL to include an encrypted malicious payload at the end of the file. Let's see here. Still correctly signed by Microsoft. Blah, 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 blah. Now let's go down and make the fix op. Okay, so here we go. So Microsoft first disclosed this vulnerability about this being properly signed on December 10th, 2013, and explained that adding content to the EXE's authentic code signature section, the Win Certificate sec- structure, in a signed executable is possible without invalidating the signature. For example, Dorman explained in tweets that Google Chrome installer adds data to the authentic code structure to determine if you've opted into sending usage statistics and crash reports to Google. When Google Chrome is installed, it will check the authentic code signature for this data to determine if the diagnostic reports should be enabled. Microsoft ultimately decided to make the fix optional, likely because it would invalidate legitimate signed executables that stored data in the signature block of an executable. 
This change can be enabled on an opt-in basis, blah, blah, blah. It's now close to 10 years later with the vulnerability known to be exploited by numerous threat actors, yet it remains an opt-in fix that can only be enabled by manually editing the Windows registry. To enable the fix, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, to make matters worse, even if you they are removed when you move to Windows 11. So the vulnerability has been used in recent attacks such as 3CX Supply Chain and Zloader Malware Distribution Campaign in January. It's become clear that it should be fixed, even if the inconveniences develop developers. Unfortunately, most don't know about this flaw and will look like a malicious file and assume trustworthy, as Windows reports it as being so. But when a fix is optional, the masses aren't going to be protected. I knew... Okay, and then somebody adds the list a little bit to it at the end. So this is a known issue. An absolute known issue that Windows themselves has said, yeah, it's opt-in. Because, oh, it might, you know, inconvenience you based on settings that you've stored inside the code. That, that fucking blows my mind. That again, a so- and here we go again, a software company. And mind you, this was something that got exploited back in January, the Z-Loader malware distribution campaign. Just to quickly look at that, like, can you trust the file signature? Signature new Z-Loader campaign exploits Microsoft signature verification, putting users at risk. So yeah, no, this is a known issue. The crazy part is this happened with Macs too, so it's not a Windows-only thing. But Jesus fucking Christ, I will put this in the, or I'll put the, uh article that I just read off from in the Discord for y'all, and I'll put it on the Twitter, and I will reference this probably on another blog post in another day as more of this information develops, and I want to keep y'all abreast on this. This is the shit I deal with on a daily basis. I love this fact about cybersecurity because it keeps me so involved in everything that I do, and ultimately, I'm proud of what I can do, but this shit just blows my mind that once again, hey, here we are. Being exploited because, you know, oh, it's a little extra work for the app devs. No, no, it's cheaper to, you know, leave the vulnerability out there. But hey, you know, guess what? We get three free months. You know, real quick, I want I want to do one last thing for y'all. Just because I'm, I have to get moving here sooner rather than later. But let's see here. Monthly subscription cost. 3CX prices. Here we go. For, okay, $1,000. This is being hosted. Okay, hang on, let's do self-manage. A lot of these things are self-managed, okay? So, app base. And mind you, I will say that this could be completely different for other people. You have 500 people on this thing, and it's 20000 you know, I'm assuming an annually. Yeah, 20000 annually, paid annually. Three months free. How much is your information worth? How much is your information getting into your bank? Your social security? You just did your taxes online? Did you save your password? How much is all that worth to you? According to 3CX, uh, three months. By the way, uh, fun fact. If I just go into this and I just say, let's just put on 50 users in a hosted session. It's $1,000. So $3,000 for your entire life that you've saved to Chrome or Firefox or anything like that. How does that make you feel? Look, I'm going to be upfront with y'all. 
you know, I love talking about this kind of shit. I, it fills me with joy. And I will gladly write out more stuff and more information. Pull up all this stuff for you to make you realize how much your information is being ployed with, or played with. If that's what y'all want me to do, I will gladly make this whole fucking podcast a cybersecurity thing instead of self-help. The reason why I decided to do a 3CX podcast in the first place is because, again, information on this is limited. Information that's in a digestible form is limited. And I'm proud to be one of the many people, one of the many experts that have communicated about this information to, you know, a bunch of different people. Glad to be that for you, 3CX. Tell you what, why don't you hit your boy up with a nice little check saying, hey, thanks. I will gladly come in there and fix what the fuck is wrong with your system. But anyway, I could go on a whole tyrant or fucking rampage again later on. Genuinely speaking, if you have 3CX on your computer, please delete it immediately. Use the PWA app. It's not great. You have to use Chrome or Edge which is an oxymoron in itself because, hey, your information was probably just stolen from Chrome and Edge. But you know what? It's fine. Just use the PWA app because that's what the CEO wants you to use. But just get it off your computer. If you whitelisted it, please, for the love of God, get in contact with your IT guys. Change your passwords. Absolutely use a password manager that's not you know Chrome or Firefox, the thing they have built in. Because again, this information is all stealable at the end of the day. And hell, even if you use a password manager, man, unless it's cold, you ain't going to get shit, you know? Like, it's scary. It's terrifying. But this is the world we live in. And I want to ask you once again, how much is your information worth? Whew, lordy, lordy, lordy. Anyway, I gotta call it here. I gotta go pick up the Fox Wife, but I seriously hope this was informative to you. If anybody from 3CX is listening to this and made it all the way through, I would love to have an interview with you and talk about this and, you know, have a good on conversation about what you guys have done and why you have failed the community as much as you have. I will absolutely approach that as neutral as I can but as somebody that's been afflicted by it and knows people who are afflicted by it and realizes that at the end of the day these computers have a lot of fucking people that hey maybe these people are trying to retire and have shit tons of money who don't have multi-factor authentication on their individual accounts who don't have email you know based alerts saying hey this was logged in There are a lot of people out there that might be getting close to retiring who have a shit ton of money that you're about to fuck over. And I hope you understand me coming at you neutrally at that is going to be a force of nature. And I'm going to be aggressive on it. You know? I want to know why. But at the end of the day, I know. It's money. It's cutting corners. We're all numbers at the end of the day, chat. We're all fucking... Ants to be played with by the people above us. It's scary. But we can do what we can do to keep our little ant colony safe. We have leaves. We have rocks. We will continue marching on as we always have. And be a little safer in doing so. 
So please look forward to a blog post as this continues to develop, as I want to talk about this more. And if you guys want me to do more cybersecurity stuff, please let me know as well. But I do have to get moving, so seriously, remember you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon-to-be YouTube. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or, if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, you can find more topics such as technology and cybersecurity alerts and Manga Mondays over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL again is Plumes. P-H-A-N-T-A-S-M-A-G-O-R-I-A-O-F plumes.blogspot.com I had to spell it. I always spell my email. (laughs) But thank you all again so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, change your passwords if you had 3CX installed. Feel free to be safe out there, everybody. Bye-bye.